What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You're listening to New Hill Talks, a podcast for the members and regular attenders of New Hill Church. My name is Michael Meadows. I'm the lead pastor at New Hill Church, and a scare, uh, chair just scooted above <laughs> us. So I wonder how that sounded on here. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Dubois, Deacon. Deacon Dubois. Deacon Dubois. Deacon Dubois. And Mark Sherry, pastoral candidate. That's right. That's right. All right. So, lots of snow been, has been dropping on us left and right. Um, and by now, hopefully none of you all have seen, but there was a snow challenge that went around. It started with some of the NH kids, and Pastor Mark had to open his big flap and get the pastors uh, dragged into it. So, I, I, In defense, the Conways started this. Marissa, you they posted it. They started it with they, other seven- and eight-year-old children. Y- yes, yes. Had you not posted that, I would have not felt compelled to challenge Patrick, who then challenged you. So, I mean, this is really the Conways. Family. Actually... Actually, he said the pastors, but specifically Mark Sherry. Yes, and you were. There was a specific target in his mind. He did pull that one out. So it's well, kind of like, hey, hey by least, the way, that specifically was like, hey, other pastors, Mark got you in this. At least I did mine with dignity and honor without a hot tub know. and a did hat. You? Did you? That, <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that little that leap dog into the. That dive was dive. graceful. I mean, like Michael Phelps couldn't have done better. I've compared video footage between myself and Michael Phelps diving into a pile of snow, and I was you literally was like a frog squatting. <laughs> it was a commitment, at least. I, I tried. You know, it's a for effort, really. I'm gonna have Aubrey like edit the video, and as soon as you hit like the snow, it's gonna be like, <laughs> like it's hard, hard floor. It's like ribbit, <laughs> and I shatter everywhere. <laughs> oh man! All right, so now that that's out of the way, uh, today we're gonna be talking about. Becoming all things to all men. What does that mean and how far does it go? Now, this is an interesting um, topic, right? It, it's directly from Scripture. Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And as you all, uh, if you were with us this past Sunday, uh, you heard from Acts chapter 16. Um, how coming out of chapter 15, it's, it's been a few months, but chapter 15 deals with the Jerusalem council, the elders and the apostles. They, they gather there. There was a dispute that had um, risen among them that um, the, the new converts uh, to Christianity needed to be circumcised. They needed to um, observe the law, uh, particularly uh, this observance of circumcision. And uh, the elders and the apostles decided in what, what is known as the Jerusalem Council that that was not true. It was not necessary for salvation. Um, Paul later writes that it's about circumcision of the heart, not the physical circumcision. Um, so it was a big deal, uh, right? We, we see that this is, this is very serious uh, to the point where they gather. And um, there's so much to take away from that, like the, the general care and observance of God's word, making sure that we're... Um, reading it properly, uh, we're understanding it properly, and then we're delivering it properly. So many people were being saved, so this was something that needed to be addressed. Okay, like if we're going out and we're sharing the gospel, do we also need to share the law? Do people need to observe it? Do, do they need to uh, to fulfill it? Um, and the answer is no, right? There was a resounding no. They, they figured it out, they moved on. Well, right here afterward, we come to Acts 16. Um, Timothy, who had been saved in, in one of Paul's journeys, um, is now brought up back again with his family. And what we see, uh, he had a Jewish mother and a uh, Gentile father, and he was not circumcised. But what does Paul do? He circumcises him. Um, and it, it shows us that it was because of Timothy's reach for his witness to be able to um, engage um, with this contextual area. Um, so context is key. Um, but Timothy does get circumcised. And then... 
along the way, we see that they're also teaching what had been decided in Jerusalem, in the Jerusalem Council. So it's not like Timothy is, is doing this and, and misleading them. Timothy is circumcised. And by the way, I don't know who checks that kind of thing. Like, you know, like <laughs> Timothy, like, did you really go through with it kind of thing? But, you know, hey, Timothy was faithful to this um, so that the gospel may be delivered um, to these people. Um, but they are teaching what the council decided. So these new converts that Timothy is leading to the Lord are not misled um, because Timothy is teaching them, you are free from this. You are free from the law. You're no longer bound to the law for Christ fulfilled it. And now because of the gospel, you are in Christ and Christ Jesus and you. So there's a lot to really take away uh, from this. But one of the, the things is that will come up with this is, okay, so we need to become all things to all men, 1 Corinthians 9. But how far does that go? And what exactly does that mean? Practical examples maybe that you have, or maybe we can throw out some hypotheticals. Because what we don't want is a bunch of Christians uh, giving in to everything, never standing for truth, never having any back, uh, backbone, never having any values, never having any convictions, because you just need to become all things to all people. And one thing that's clear, for sure, we can go ahead and lay this out, it doesn't call you to sin. Yes. You're not going to reach drunkards by being a drunkard, right? Um, you're just going to become a drunkard. They've reached you. Um, and we're not called to um, become like the world. We're called to, to go to the world and to share Jesus. Now, that may mean you go and you have a beer with, with some people. If, you know, you drink beer at your house. You, you know how to have um, a beer with your dinner and, and drink responsibly. Um, but what it doesn't mean is going out to the bar and becoming a drunkard and becoming like the world. But taking the opportunity to... Hey, you go to the bar, I'll go to the bar, have a beer with you, and I'll share the gospel. That's an example. Yeah, and I think it's good <clears throat> up front to put this in categories. So this pertains to individuals, <clears throat> not only in just evangelism, but also edification within the body. Uh, so those are two different categories of how we're to respond with uh, the weaker and stronger brother, and then with the unconverted person, and then also the church. So a lot of churches recently in the last, you know, I don't know, 100 years have uh, used that, that mentality of all things to all men to incorporate it, entertainment into the church and uh, make it more like a rock concert uh, glorifying men than God. And they will often justify their positions with all things to all, all men. Let's, let's send out surveys to the community and find out what kind of music they like, find out what kind of lyrics they like, uh, what kind of light shows they like, what, you know, what kind of jokes the pastor needs to tell. And then we're going to implement that into our worship service. So that I think it's important that it pertains to both churches and individuals in both evangelism and edification, which all have slightly different, um, different situations. Paul in particular, he was talking from a personal perspective. He wasn't setting a standard for churches, which is, I think, important to point out. Yeah. So like, um, you know, Paul, Paul also talks about like some things are sin uh, to one man and not to another. So this is like one of those things too. This is um, a calling, right? Like there's a calling on your life. It, it's not uh, sin. Like, so that, that, that's where we have to start. Your, your first responsibility and should I do this is, is this sin? Is this lawful or not? And then you got to go into conviction, um, context as well. Is there a way that you could not do this and it still be culturally relevant? And when we say relevant, we're not talking about 
um, what a lot of the church talks about, the capital C church today, of like, let's be relevant and let's let's spruce up our worship music. We're not saying that. What, what we're saying is, is we're engaging uh, with the world where they are, not uh, we're engaging with the world um, how they are. Like, like I said, with sinful um, practices um, or disobedient ways. Um, so when you, when you lay that first foundation, you can begin to filter through the rest. Um, and one of the most prevalent things today that we could talk about with this, this verse and the application to this is mask and vaccines. So here in America, um, a, a lot of the conversation is not going to revolve around, um, hey, I'll go to the coffee shop with you if you're vaccinated. Um, that would be more overseas. Like you can't even get to the countries and the nations now unless you're vaccinated to share the gospel. But let's start start here, at least at least with this practice, because um, particularly um, in America, this is an issue, but also this is something that a lot of um, you who are listening probably have strong convictions against masks. So um, Pastor Mark brought up an example. Um, hypothetically, if a friend wanted to uh, go to a coffee shop with you, and this is a non-believing friend, right? Um, this is someone you've been building and cultivating a relationship with, which is important because at New Hill, we're all about personally engaging. So we should be making things personal, caring for them, building this relationship uh, with this non-believer and seeking the opportunity to serve them, to love them, and to guide them into the Word of God um, and that God might save them. Um, so hypothetically with that, a friend invites you um, to go to a coffee shop, Starbucks, and they say, Hey, Mark, I'll go with you. I'll listen to anything you have to say. But, man, I'm not comfortable. I need you to wear a mask. Yeah. So can, can you walk me through the process, yeah, at least for yeah. you? Because every well, person is different here. Yeah, that's right. And everybody's at a different state. So I'll start with my internal uh, struggles and feeling. The moment they ask me that, I am going to object. I'm going to internally struggle and say, I don't want to do this. I have a principles. Uh, I have stances. And therefore, no. But but then immediately I'm challenged with that verse. And so I have to look at the context, the culture, uh, the, the nature of the relationship. I have to look at, um, you know, kind of the, the content of what's being discussed. Is this, is this going to harm me? Is this going to harm others? And so I, I, I kind of think through it and I realize, okay, you know what? It doesn't harm me to wear a mask for a couple hours. Uh, I don't like the message it's sending, but... Uh, the, the, the nature of what I'm seeking to do with them, which is to save them, right? Have God save them by giving them the gospel. I will reluctantly uh, put on a mask and joyfully sit with them and explain the gospel to them. And that would be a sacrifice on my part because of my feelings. Now, to your point with the vaccine, um, because I take a personal stance. I'm not, I'm not applying this generally to all. Uh, but personally, if you said, <clears throat> you must be vaccinated to uh, meet with me because the unknowns, I would say, uh, no, no, thank you. Let's do a virtual call, right? And, and that's because I don't know. Uh, I don't have enough information about that. So <clears throat> I think you have to look at kind of weigh things out. And also, if I could say this, this is not always black and white. This is, this, there's some gray area and we can't just use a verse to make a decision. I think you have to pray. Uh, you have to be led by the spirit. You also have to consult a multitude of counselors because there is the wisdom. And so I don't think it's so simple. I think some things take time, maturity, 
And you, you know, I look back in my younger years and I made a lot of mistakes in both directions, either, either being too stringent or uh, not, stri- you know, not stringent enough in many circumstances. So there, there's a lot that plays into it and it has to be specific to the content, the nature of the relationship, uh, the context, the culture, all of it has to be taken into consideration. That, yeah. That's how a personality respond. I don't know if you would do, go through a different process. So, yeah. So I've already just decided, like, not just now, but like something like I've, I've done consistently throughout this whole thing. If someone is asking me to put a mask on, um, to talk, um, we know a lot of uh, business owners here in, in, in town. I don't like them. Um, for, for many reasons. Part of it's just like my pettiness too. Like I'm just like, no, like, like I'm beautiful. Like don't, don't cover this up. So, um, we all appreciate I, when you do cover that up though. But obviously <laughs> joking. Um, but you know, like for our family, we're like, yeah, we'll put them on. Um, like we'll put them on, come talk to you. Now we're not wearing them at a, at a long, uh, period of time, right? Like we're not hours and upon hours. Um, like I know that like some of you who are listening may have like even health concerns. You're like it's not good for you to wear them that long. Um, so that's what I'm saying is like we're we're not wearing them long. These are uh, usually quick conversations or short periods of time as far as like compared to hours. And yeah, we we would do that. And it's, especially for me, like I've been building these relationships since like well before the pandemic. And the strong conviction that's been laid on me is I'm sure as heck not gonna let a mask stop what God has been doing since before the mask. Now I'm not saying that like everybody's got to have that, that same disposition as me. Um, but you really do need to pray about it because there's, there's a point too where it's like, all right, the gospel or 30 minutes in a mask. Yeah. Now, now I mean like that, that probably is rubbing some people the wrong way Mm -hmm. right now. Um, but we're talking about something that like could be maybe temp, temporarily or uh you know physically harmful to you um or eternally harmful to you um then that's what i'm saying so maybe the masks are harm harmful to you but like in a 30 minute span um i can share with them the truth of eternity right and now that may begin to 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 shape their worldview as the the gospel and god's word does to where they come outside of it knowing um that the gospel's changing their life and their view of everything, like to, to where they're to, they're starting to see everything the way that we are, right? And they may not, they may never think that masks are wrong, um, but I, for me, I'm just not going to let that one thing get in the way. Now that's a personal conviction, right? So, so. If, if, I, if I could just make two quick points here. First, to those of you who are immediately like, no, I will never ever wear a mask, Th- think about that, right? Just think about that, what would, you know, not what would Jesus do, but what would Paul do in this context? I, I really do think for temporary times, he would do that. Now, there are limits, right? Personally, I will never have my kids put on a mask. If someone says, hey, let's have our families get together and have your put, kids put on a mask. No, no, thank you. I will never do that. I'll never ask my children to do that. Um, I wouldn't ask my wife to do that. Um, but also, and we're not asking our no, no, in, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? and this right, you guys know our position, right? There's, there's a lot of liberty at, at New Hill, um, and so this is this is an issue of conscience. Um, but also, when it comes to stores, if a store says you must be wearing a mask to come in here personally, I either won't go to the store or I'll go in without one, and they can make me leave. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that's a bad testimony because that's a position I'm taking. Now, 
Could that lead to a gospel encounter? Sure, it could lead to me sharing the gospel one way or the other, whether I do or don't wear one. But sitting down with someone, and that's their position as an unbeliever, right? Unbelievers are in certain level of ignorance to the things of the Lord, and so they don't have the discernment. Now, many of them have enough discernment to to not uh, wear them all day, every day as a medical device that the doctor isn't prescribing. But I, I think they're just a couple things to balance. It's like, it, I think it hits both sides of the people who like, those who are like, no, never. It's like, even for the sake of the gospel, don't you think Paul would for a short period of time, just to give the message, the life-saving message, little, little sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, to the others, it's like, well, don't judge me for not having me put it on my kids and right. my wife as well well and that's what you're saying is like that's the balance is like so we can throw it out there and say like wouldn't you wear one for 30 minutes like for the gospel yeah yeah. now what we're saying is wouldn't you that's up to you like there's nothing that that says that you have to do that um at all and you could you could so just like i don't think we should cave right away you could up front explain listen i have a conviction against it i'm not sick right you can reason with them and if at the end of the conversation they say, I- I'm sorry, then we just can't meet, that's the breaking point. So it doesn't mean that you can't initially explain your position and object up to the very end. But then you, when they say no, you have to make a decision. Well, then and that's, that's the point. I think that's even more like beautiful, right? Yeah. That you would share yeah. your position. They're like, right. well, I guess we're not going to meet. And it's like, no, I'll wear one for you. But exactly. like, Yes, it shows the sacrifice. So th- yeah, exactly. So like... Again, like sacrifice is key because like as Pastor Gary always says, it's it's not submission, it's not sacrifice, like really sacrifice too, unless right. you don't fully like agree like there's there's something that you're giving up mm-hmm. um so that a way may open. Um so you know, like I don't think though that that us as Christians should look at that and, and blanket it. Like we yeah. really need to be clear on that is um, you know, because a lot of people will, will take like Philippians, what is it, to count others as more significant as yourself. And yeah, it's like, yeah. so that means you need to get vaccinated. That that means that you need to, to wear a mask. That means that you you need to do all these things. That means that you, you need to go out and, and fight for uh, social justice. Don't you care about people? Don't you consider people more con- like as, as more valuable as yourself? And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like that's, that's not what that passage is talking about. Um, Paul... Uh, thought of it as as so significant that he he risked his life many of times for the gospel because yes. he wouldn't back down because he wouldn't uh give up the truth and let me tell you something the truth was never wavered here uh, by timothy being circumcised the well, truth was not wavered so as pastor mark said you can you can share your conviction actually i would say that you should share your conviction um because i think it speaks volumes um to how christ is working in you so that you could share the gospel message um, you look at Acts 16. They were telling them, like, I guarantee you, the co- I, I, I would put money on it that the conversations went, yeah, Timothy's circumcised, but he didn't need to be. Like, yeah. did you imagine, like, then why did you do it? And it's like, because we wanted to talk to you people. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like he went through an adult surgery that we put, like, children, like, think of the pain, like, the, like that's not, like, something insignificant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, also, we're at, in, in, and significant and spaghetti yeah <laughs> spaghetti schenectady schenectady you, you know like and, and also there's this element when it comes to 
you know, Timothy and Titus. Titus, did, there's this meme out there where Titus is, you know, it's like that football stand or soccer soccer fan in the stands. He's got this, like, look of what what in the world on his face. And that's Titus, or that's Timothy uh, after getting circumcised. And, and then, then realizing Titus, he didn't have to do it. And then he didn't have to do so, it. So what Pastor Mark is talking about is, is here in um, Galatians 2, verse 3. Um so Galatians is talking about being freed from the law, that you're not bound by the law. Um, in Galatia, there were people who rose up, Judaizers, that were saying that, no, you need to follow and fulfill the law. So this is the same thing happening, right? And, and Paul writes about it in this epistle. And um, he opens up very strong language. He continues with strong language. That's what we've been studying in Sunday evenings group. But he says here in Galatians 2, verse 3, But even Titus, who was with me, was not forced to be circumcised, though he was a Greek. Yet because of false brothers secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy out our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus, so that we might they might bring us into slavery. To them we did not yield in submission even for a moment, so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. Man, because of like, false because of false brothers. Yeah. So so like D.A. Carson says, if you tell me I'm going to hell for drinking or I'm not allowed, give me a bottle. Give me a bottle. So if you tell me I'm not saved because I am or I'm not wearing a mask, do or don't give me a mask based on that, right? So there's, it's what is what is at stake? Is the gospel at stake or is my personal preference, which absolutely you you should have and you should stick to your guns unless it's a comp, unless it's an obstacle to sharing the gospel. So it's either is the content of the gospel. Uh, at stake, or is your opportunity to share the gospel at stake? And furthermore, let's put this in the context of, just to further explain, put this in the context of the husband and the wife. The husband cannot expect, uh, or I should say, yeah, the, the wife does not have to submit to her husband who is asking her to do something sin- sinful. And the husband does not have to love his w- wife in a way the wife would say, this is love, but it's sinful. Right, so there's no subjection. Uh, you don't need to subject to sinful things, uh, but there not are some things to, don't. you should. Yes, like, I'm sorry. Absolutely. You should. You you shouldn't do that. Um, and it's yeah, you should never submit to anything sinful. Right, but is the mask immoral? Now you could you can make an argument. Listen, wearing it for long periods of times is bad for your health. Okay, okay, I get that. But we're talking about and, a little thirty yeah, minute and, coffee. And we're, we're not Starbucks. we're not saying. Um, I, I want to make it clear, like just some practical examples. We're not saying send your kids to school and then wear them for seven hours a day so that your kids can be a witness. Yes. Right? No. Now there's a point where like that's got to end because your kids can meet other kids at the park. You can set up play dates. You're engaging with your neighbors. Like, like we we've kind of got like a lot of it backwards. Like go go back to like the love your neighbor, um, love your literal neighbor. Get to know them. Right. Like so like for all reaching um, and and that way and caring and loving and serving in those ways. Uh, those are where these issues are going to come up. Like, you know, your neighbor's like, hey, I, I don't I don't want to have you guys over right now until it's, like, warm, and then we can be outside and, and social distance. Like, that'd be a time, like, okay, that's fine. Like, instead of, like, you know, like, I'm not going to run my mouth at that point and be like, yeah. what, what, no, no. And then, like, now we can't have a backyard barbecue because right. I wanted to be, like, no, all right. Whatever, brother. Like, neighbor neighbor A, like, we'll, we'll meet in, in the springtime when it's warm and we can barbecue. That's fine. But, like... I just think that, that both sides can end up detrimental. Um, and the biggest thing is to pray about it. Like, really, like, yes. figure out, like, um, is this something that you can do? And, and really press, too, because, like, sacrifice, that word is key. Um, 
because there are times as, as Christians where we are called to sacrifice. And it's not to sacrifice just sinful things out of our life. There's good and holy things. Look, look at Acts chapter 16 right after that, uh, verses like 5 through 10. They wanted to go to Asia to preach the gospel. The Holy Spirit forbid them yes. uh, from going to mm-hmm. preach the gospel. That was something good and holy they wanted to do, yeah. but it yeah. was not a part of God's plan for them. Yep, not um, as well. So, so there are good and holy things that God wants us to to put on hold, and and you know, like you can sit there and try and ponder on that for a little bit. Like that's a mystery. Like why would God forbid them from going to share the gospel? I don't know, but look at what happened. Timothy sacrifices some skin. Um, the, the, the people grow spiritually and God adds to their numbers daily. You see this again and again in Acts. Yeah. So their faithfulness to, to where God would have them and where God would lead them. And then you see after that, they are, um, they are kept, the Holy Spirit keeps them um, from going and preaching the gospel. We don't know exactly what happened. We don't know if they had a dream, a vision. We know that a vision comes about for the Macedonia call um, after Asia. But then they go to Macedonia and people are saved. And what's it say again there with Lydia? That she and her household are baptized, right? Like there is a lot uh, that was going on. Uh, but we know that the fruit of, of gospel work is good and it's beneficial and it's going to keep on multiplying. So that, I mean, that's something that we we have to talk about is yielding to the spirit and, and the work of the triune God. Like mm, you look at verses yeah. five through 10, you see the Trinity there. It says mm-hmm. uh, the spirit forbid them. And then it says the spirit of Jesus. So there's a separation of the son and the spirit. The spirit's right. not the son. The son is not the spirit. Then you see the father at work. So, I mean, there's, there's just so much to, to look at in the first 15 verses. Um, yeah. I, I know that you kind of mentioned like just, you know, praying yeah. about it and thinking about it. No, that's, being that's led. perfect. Yeah. These are not cut dry. And, and Again, I'm just anticipating people who are either on one side or the other, and it's like, let me let me frame it up like this. All right, so I knew a guy years ago who said he had a ministry at the strip club, that God called him to be an evangelist at the strip club, and he was becoming all things to all men. So let's look at the content. Is that sinful? Yes. Should you be doing that? No. Um, now let's scale it back to a different scenario, right? Uh, a couple, a few unbelievers, maybe customers of yours, someone you work with, uh, they invite you to a cigar lounge and you don't smoke. Right? You, you do not have to go, but I do think you have to consider the question, is me going all things to all men? And then also, does it compromise my conscience, right? Maybe you have an allergy to cigar smoke and it hurts you. Um, same, same thing. And, and even to, like this goes to the weaker, stronger brother. And I've heard Gary say that... Um, it's okay to be the, the weaker brother, but we don't want you staying there, right? You should grow out of that. Um, I was the weaker brother with s- several topics when I was first saved because I was brought into an independent, independent fundamental Baptist church. And the rule was don't smoke, drink, or chew or go with those who do. And, you know, over time I realized what the scriptures had to say about those contacts or those particular topics. And uh, there was a lot of growth, but, you know, with uh, kind of losing my train of thought here, my someone might need to come and deliver me here but uh it, it'll come to me but yeah with with like like cigars well you started it with alcohol, your friend or the, the person yeah the person yeah. yeah. right so I, I guess what what i'm overall trying to say is that uh there are times you shouldn't shouldn't do things and it and it really does depend on the circumstance and look look at the content is it sinful is it not and even if it is sinful, but it will advance the gospel, don't do it, right? You can't, you can't win souls over. I mean, you could. There have been people who have 
gone to strip clubs and people and said, but God used their sinful means to accomplish an end that he condemns, their the actual what they did, right? Um, and this isn't like a woman helping, you know, hey, we're going to take you out of here or anything like that. Oh, there are some beautiful women's there, ministries yes, where yes, they, they care for those women and those right. women go in and, and do things. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm, I'm curious, though. Like, so now that we're on this topic, uh, we'll rabbit trail a little bit based off of what you said, but it, it still pertains to this. Triple X Church, have you ever heard of them? I uh, know. You've is never heard of them? Triple X, is that like Vin Diesel's church? Is he the pastor? No. It's, it, it's, some, it's, it's a guy and his wife. <laughs> that would be um, I go to that church. <laughs> uh, let me see. Triple X Church uh, was a ministry of this one guy and his wife um, where they went to different uh, uh, pornography conferences together and they witnessed. And um, there was one of the, the real big names uh, from like the past. Um, he will like even reach out to this guy now for prayer and they talk about like spiritual matters. Um, is yeah, it actually founders cool? Mike Foster and Craig Gross? Um, yeah. Anyways, you have to look it up. Um, here, I'll just read it from Wikipedia real quick, and then I'll get. Here's what I'll do. I'll get your your blunt um, and and first first initial uh, opinion. So the organization launched in January of 2002, when the founders Mike Foster and Craig Gross uh, set up a booth inside of the AVN Adult Entertainment Expo in Las Vegas to promote the website as an alternative to porn, and it continues to attend um, porn conventions worldwide. The group has given out thousands of Bibles with Jesus Loves Porn Stars on every corner at these conventions, a facet uh, of their ministry which has been featured in American, in American national media. The organization has received support from prominent Christian pastors such as Bill Hybels, Craig Groeschel, and Rick Warren. Um, yeah, it talks about some of the, the people who have responded from the organization, like the porn industry. So what, what, um, are, what are these conferences like, I guess? Like, is this like a no-nudity conference? I'm imagining I have it's... have no idea. But I do yeah, know that the one guy goes, like, with his wife, too. Which I'm not saying is right. Like, so the basic thing would be, like, oh, well, like, is it okay to, like, watch porn as long as your wife watches it with you? Like, the answer's no. Yeah, like, yeah. No. I mean, there's so many questions I would have. I mean, my, my knee-jerk reaction is no. Don't do it. You're just no, you're, I, you're I walking. It, yeah. You're walking into a pit. You know, like you're you're gonna fall at some point. And I've known enough people who have tried to do these kinds of things. Um, so yeah, I, that's I'd, I'd have more questions if it was a no nudity conference, which I doubt it is, and they have a table up, uh, which it sounds like they did. Then okay, then we could talk. But if it's if it's just filled with pornography, you, I don't think you should subject yourself or anybody else in your church. And then, you know, like Jesus loves porn stars, okay. And then you can say uh, Jesus loves sinners and, and equivocate those two. But I, I don't know if that's the first message. It's kind of like, you know, the names you listed, Bill Hybels, Rick Ward. God has a wonderful plan for your life is there's their message. There's not much about judgment, you know, the judgment to come, um, conviction, turning from sin, repentance, which is necessary as part of the gospel message. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a no on that one until I learn more. What do you think? Uh, Deacon Dubois. I think it's tough. I mean, obviously, you want to reach the whole world, right? You want to reach everybody, and, and if, if your only chance is to reach them, then I, I'd probably say that's a no go because at that point, if you got to reach them, if you got to be in sin to reach them, mm-hmm. then 
you got to let God do His work and have Him. Put I have it no on idea what hearts. these conventions what, look like what, either. What about so? Like, is it is it like um, the uh, video store where it's like the, the yeah, explicit see, contents behind yes. a, a wall, like, and you can have oh. a booth out here. Yeah, I doubt. So, that. like, right I here, at, at family, people don't want to go. I have no idea. It's probably like a comic con or something. So, so what? What about getting? Okay, a, there's a group of stoners, right? You you understand that? <laughs> what is you it? Know, I don't even know what comic con is like, though. You said it. It, it flew off the tip of your tongue. So All right, let, let's say, let's say there's some junkies, right? Some they're let's just say homeless junkies addicted to heroin. Are you supposed to go? There's like do heroin with them, partake in their sin with them. Hold on. So, 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 there's so here's, the, here's the question though. It's like, yeah. so I guess you would have to figure out what happens at the conference yes. to be able to make a discussion because the comparison you're making is like they're on set, like, yeah. and engaging in, in the, sexual in acts activity. Right. So right. like, like here, here's a good example of like what you're trying to say is like, is it okay? Are you giving into your friend's behavior if you're their DD? Right. And I'd say no. Like, I think yeah. you can be a responsible DD. Like, if your friend calls you in the middle of the night and is like, hey, I need a ride. Like, I got too drunk. Like, yeah. Like I think that's an opportunity to go pick them up and, like, right. share with them. Like, right. obviously, there's there's uh, risk if yeah. you say no uh, to them, like, maybe trying to drive home or letting their other drunk friend drive them home. So, I, I would compare it more to that without the information that I have. I also understand why they had their slogan that they did. Because a lot of people are just turned off, so it's just it's a way to 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 get people a little bit more engaged in the conversation. Sure, sure. No, um, and I, I get that yeah. too. And I, and I think I think part of the ministry is like seeing not just like the addiction too, um, but like the enslaving to the industry for for those right. who are in it. Um, you know, I'd be interested to see statistics and stuff too. But like, yeah. I mean, there's an identity crisis there. So, anyways, I don't know. I think back. I think that's like a random place to go to also because it's during an event. It's during a big. A big event for their industry that they are excited about. They're going to have fun for. Like they're going to enjoy it. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't go to like a mm-hmm. the workout conference. You don't go yeah. there to be like, oh look, there's a cake booth. I'm gonna go <laughs> so, eat a bunch of cake. No, you go there because you're hyped about <laughs> yeah. working out and you want right. to get all the products. Like yeah. you don't just yeah. go there to to be convicted. You're convicted after the fact, maybe, but. It's just like a weird time to set I, it up. I, I agree. So, and, but, but I do but, the, but the ministry is to get people to the website. Yeah. No, I like there's a part of me, right? I appreciate what they're doing, right? Depending on how they do this. Yes, I appreciate the level of effort they put into making sure the people who might never hear about Christ hear about Christ. I'm concerned about the methods they might adopt to accomplish that. That's that's sure. I, I, it sounds like there's yeah. going to be some compromise. There doesn't have to be. Maybe they're very appropriate about the way they do it. And that's Again, the decision I, we I have think, to make. I think all, and, all of what we're talking about hinges on what goes well, on in those conferences. Yeah, that's a great... And I really don't but, feel like Googling that's a, that. But that's... <laughs> right, right. Well, that's a perfect example because, again, we run across these situations. You mentioned the, the top two right off the beginning of the call. Others might come. Someone mentioned, uh, what about wearing Let's Go Brandon shirts, right? Like... I th- again, you have to look at the context. Are you are you in uh, downtown Portland at a Starbucks, right? Like, are you going to be a hindrance by wearing a Let's Go Brandon shirt, or or are you in you know Alabama in some you know secluded town where everybody's got Trump flags out, right? I think it just matters on context, and we have to use discretion. Uh, who we're trying to reach, how we're reaching them, and and that's why I've I've tried to take a middle ground with how I dress. Don't make fun of me. I know Michael yeah. says I dress like an old man, but I just try to take a middle ground most of the time with the car I drive. Like I just I want to be what? approachable. Oh, somebody just 
Sounds like somebody just uh, dropped a 100-pound weight scared. upstairs, uh, and it, it almost fell on Deacon Dubois. He's scared. He's, he feared for his life. I think I lost my hair on that. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> yeah, but it, again, it's just like... Are you comfortable gonna... sharing about your shirt? Yeah, yeah, that, that's fine. So, okay, so let me let me back it up. I... I I believe in capital punishment for uh, crimes that deserve capital punishment. I, I think most people would agree with this analogy. So pedophiles, right? Uh, I think that the state, upon conviction, two or three evidences, including you know DNA or uh, video footage, that they and your two be, or three evidences is like witnesses from the scripture. So like that's yes. even biblical, right? Yes. Like it's what you're bi- saying, like, it's biblical, not right? just some yeah, thick, so, like, and, and, accusations thrown out and like, oh, let's do it. Yeah, and and I use that because most people, I think, they feel that. Way. Like we don't need pedophiles in our society. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. We don't need them, and most people agree with that. And so I got a shirt that says, "We kill people who kill people because killing people is wrong." Right? In my mind, I'm understanding the context. In my mind, it looks like it just says, "I support biblical death penalty," with maybe pedophiles in mind. Right? Now, when Michael and Gary saw that shirt. They, they were like, whoa, we kill people, right? And they actually, I don't think they read the entire the shirt. And they said, brother, if you want to be in ministry, you can't wear a shirt around like that. And initially I was like, all right, I, I, I disagree. But if you guys who I greatly respect are saying this, then there's, there's definitely something there. And if you who have a, a pretty like open mind about how to interpret things are, are immediately judging that way, certainly most everybody else is as well. And so I, I, I didn't wear it. And, um, you know, the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, people are just going to read that first sentence out of context and say, we kill people. And they're going to think that's right. And that was not a good testimony to Christ. Because I don't want the first few words on my shirt saying, we kill people, to be the first impression I make on a person. Right? But th- there's a context to that. And I was wrong. And I learned and I grew from that. And I don't wear that shirt uh, in public. <laughs> It, in, in my household, uh, when I'm in my jammies, I might throw it on because I have no other laundry. But uh, my the wife knows what you the like. It's uh, like great day. Getting get in bed. And they, get in bed and they like, no. And then they look at my shirt and they get to bed because so, they know. And, and the key there is like it's the knee-jerk reaction. Like right. are people going to read the rest? Or is it going to be taken out of context? Like, and, and the problem is is like you're never going to be able to explain what it means because people are going to read it and just take off. And then – um, you know, Lord forbid they like see like, oh, he's a pastor. Oh, of course he's a pastor. And right. then like, right. And then it gets attached to not just our church. Like, there's a sense where like I could care less about that. Like, it's yeah, that, yeah. Our church should be attached to the kingdom of God. Right. Right. So then we're representing not simply New Hill Church, um, not simply the work of the saints at New Hill Church, mm-hmm. but the kingdom of God and yeah. the work that the saints around the world um, have been working on since the beginning. Yeah, and I just, I can't get this out of my mind that there's gonna be somebody who's like a, the strongest anti-masker, and I'd be put in that category, and I'm willing to wear it for the sake of the gospel. They're gonna hear this and they're gonna think it's a compromise. It's it's not here. What we're saying in the context of what we're saying, right? Like, I personally think you should have principles and you should stand up for freedom and you should have the choice to do that. Um, but there might be a situation you face, 
And I would hate to have you look back on it and say, you know, all I had to do is put the stupid thing on for, you know, 30 minutes an hour and I could have shared the gospel. But I missed that opportunity because I did not become all things to all men. Yeah. So I just I know someone's going to well, hear it. And yeah. they're, they're going to be like, oh, you're a But then you go to another extreme that we're not yes, here in. No, no, no. You go to another extreme for missionaries mm. and they're faced with, all right, do yeah. I go back to the country where I was serving? Maybe I was in for... Uh, what is it, respite when they're away for a while? Uh, sabbatical. Or Sabbat- not sabbatical. Uh, it's, uh, what is that called? Gosh. Um, furlough. Furlough. Yeah. They, they come back for furlough, and then they're, they're, they're going back. Like the Ortiz family, who mm-hmm. we support, uh, dealt with this. And they had to be vaccinated to go back. And it's like, do we say, like, no, we'll just, like, pray that God, like, raises somebody up? Right. The conviction was laid on this family and many other missionary families that they're going to get the vaccine. And they're going to go and share the gospel. Now, that's not saying that risks aren't taken into consideration. Like that, yes. That's where we're almost um, backward in our thinking. Like, well, they just don't know or they wouldn't go. No, no, they know, but they know that their eternal life in Christ has begun now and that their eternity is secure in Christ Jesus because of the sacrifice. And they're weighing that out and saying, no, like God is, is leading us there. Um, and believe me, the, the mission was shut down from the apostles uh, for Paul to go to Asia. If God didn't want them to go for whatever reason, he can shut that down. And I mean, he can make the needle break before it goes into your arms. Like we, we, yes. we, we denounce the power of God uh, by a lot of our actions. Like if God does not want something to happen, yeah, he won't let it happen. Um, and that's something we've got to come to terms with because like there are a lot of things that are not good that happen and God allows it. Um, but we do know that all things are working out to the glory of God. Um, and he's using this. He's using this as, as an opportunity for them to go and to share the gospel. Um, and it's it's one of those things that we've got to trust in the Lord in some of these situations. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody has to get the vaccine to go and to be able to witness to their neighbors or to go to other countries. Right. What we're saying is, is calm down, take a deep breath, and understand <laughs> that some people, some people are going to take the vaccine to go to other countries to proclaim the goodness of God. And they're not in sin by doing that because... They're convinced they're led by the Holy Spirit to do so, calculating those real potential risks that they face. And they would not be wrong for saying, no, we don't want to take that risk because we feel that God is leading us away from that. Right. So it really it is it is specific to person. That's why Paul, he 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 laid out a plan in Romans 14 for the weaker and stronger brother about how to handle situations. And there's a lot of things we can and cannot apply that to, and it just takes time to figure out from the scriptures what they are. Yeah, and I'm sure there's some missionaries that were here on furlough. Oh yeah, and they and said they're not going no back. Thing. Yes, and like, they're and they're right to do like, that. Like, hey, we we established something there. Like, we know that like there's indigenous people there now that know yeah. know the word. Right. And um, we can we can continue to disciple them over video, yeah. um, and help them with any questions that they have and seeing the gospel expand. Or we didn't do that much and we want to do more, but we feel the risk is too great. And the father says, you know, listen, I just I don't know about this. We're just gonna wait, see how things pan out. It might be a year, the two, father three. Of the, family. the father of the family, not yeah. the capital F father, not, not the like, father, no, the. the the family might decide, you know, we don't know what these risks are, and so we want to give our lives for Christ, but we don't find it's necessary to risk that prematurely. So we're going to wait time until this is lifted, or we have more data, or whatever it might be. So I think it's it's like let's let's not be too hasty to judge each other and listen to what's being said because I this is just like when this was brought up when you texted me that, and I thought of the masks, my knee jerk reaction was. 
heck no. <laughs> That's just how I felt. That like I'm I'm principled. I'm going to stand up for freedom, and it is based on principle. And also, you know, I feel like it's a bad testimony to do so. And it's all these things. Then I'm like, wait a minute. That does that doesn't comport with what Paul did, and I'm wrong for not being willing to do that. That was that was my conviction after giving it a few minutes of thought. Right, and what you said, your conviction right. again. Yes, not, nothing that we've said here is like you have to do this. Yes, that's right. Because let me yeah. tell you something. There's damned people on both sides. Right. And so you can go and you can reach the anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers. There are people who like are anti-mask, anti-vax, but they're Bingo. also anti-God. And, and they need they need the Lord. And Peter was an apostle to the Jews. Paul was an apostle to the Gentiles. He had a very specific mission of why he did not circumcise. I was just Titus. reading. Um, where does he write that? He says, um, even if I'm not uh, an apostle, if uh, if others don't consider me apostle, I know that I'm still an apostle to you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he pretty yeah. yeah yeah. So he like he writes that to them and like. So you're you're right. Like you compare the two of them, and yeah. um, we, we don't denounce his apostleship. Um, but you know, like he he even mentioned that, like, and what he's doing and the work that he was called to. So, yeah, man, I think that's that's super important. But I, I did want to end with that. Like, is there, like, just because someone says that they're anti-mask, anti-vax, and like maybe voted the same way you did, doesn't mean they know Jesus. That's right. right. So like, there's enough unsaved people to go around that you don't need to. Maybe if you've got this conviction, what it doesn't do is get you off the hook. There are still people on both sides, all sides, a third side that we don't even know about that yeah. need Jesus. We're just talking about pray before you just close the door uh, with a person. And, uh, of course, share your convictions with those people, too. So any final thoughts, Deacon Dubois? Deacon Dubs? Uh, no. No. Hey, Jeremy, um, I need you to put a mask on right now. I'm feeling very uncomfortable. Yeah, I, no, I just, I view it as a culture now. It's part of a culture, right? And it's like people who want to wear a mask or want to get vaccinated, that is now part of their culture. Hmm. And the way I, when I view it that way, it's a little bit easier to be more understanding and to yeah. listen because like when we were going, when our unit was going to deploy overseas, they taught you all about the culture over there. Like, don't point with your one finger. It's offensive. Don't mm. use your left hand. It's offensive. And it didn't go against my religious beliefs or anything to right. not point with one finger. Right. It doesn't go against my religious beliefs to wear a mask. Like, if, if someone, if you walked into someone's house and I said, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you about God. You're, door, you're out door knocking. They said, but you have to leave your shoes at the door. You're going to leave your shoes at the door, even if you're a person who wears shoes in your house all the time. Right? Yeah. It's just like... It's a culture thing that if it doesn't strictly go against what you believe, then go ahead and share the gospel. Like, take that opportunity. Yeah, I should probably clarify something because there are some who believe it is their, like, they're 100, like, religious. It, it'd be wrong for them to wear the mask, whether it's for health or not. And so don't, like, I should I should have been a little bit more clear. And, Michael, you, you pointed out, it's like, you have to do what God wants you to do with where you're at. And it might be uncomfortable, might be easy, but you you don't. Yeah, I I, th I think that's the balance. It's like if you have a conviction against it, don't do it, because then you violate your conscience by doing it. And so I, I guess I was speaking from my own perspective, where I mean everybody was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so you know, just just be just be open to being led by the Spirit, by the Scriptures. And, and talk to people. Don't just get in an echo chamber, which is what we often do. And we just, everybody agrees. No one challenges each other. Like, talk to different Christians, provided they know the scriptures, and get their take. Yeah. And, and I think that's what we're trying to do here. Is yeah. you Again, you may have the conviction. And if you do, 
don't put yourself in, in bad spots yeah. like to where you're gonna be fighting over mask like um, again I think there's gonna be plenty of opportunity for debate I think there are people on both sides willing to debate I think there are people on both sides not willing to debate um, I just think that that as we go out we, we need to be the salt I think we, we just need to be careful and we need to be gracious in how we are presenting ourselves um, because we represent Christ um, not just Michael Meadows, right? Uh, yeah. You represent Christ, not just Mark Sherry. You represent Christ, not just Deacon Dubs. You know, like we yeah. we are not citizens of this place. So uh, we need to live as citizens of heaven, um, of the kingdom of God, and and that that requires us to sometimes take a step back. And you may step right back into your position before, but step back. And with every situation, right? There may be somebody you don't know, and you're like, I don't feel like the Lord's leading me in this. But maybe you're having a great conversation with somebody and you're building on it, you're building on it, and then something comes up where it's like, hey, all right, like now I'm going to invite you to, to the coffee shop and I want you to wear a mask. And you're like, yeah, all right, we've had some great conversations. That may allow you to be open and be like, no, I don't want to wear one. I think you know my position. And they may be like, okay, yeah, I respect your convictions. Or they're like, no, come on, 15 minutes, let's go talk. Like this is an opportunity. It's, I don't know. It, it's it's literally, so complex it, and yeah. simple all at the same time. Yeah. And, yeah, well, the simple answer is pray about it. Yeah, yeah. And then like, and look at the scriptures. Yeah. And yeah, no, I, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like the Lord is leading Michael to buy me something this weekend, and I'm going to be offended if you don't. So, bought you a that's cupcake, my conscience. and you never got it out of the car, and it ended Where's up rolling. It ended up when rolling around my cupcake. I told you when we met here for a podcast. I said, "Get the cupcake out of my car when we leave." I didn't want to bring it in here. <laughs> I don't remember this. I made you a coffee and everything. Wow! Did you drink the coffee? No, you, you, you had the coffee. Oh, I had the coffee. That. Oh, yeah. okay, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, where's, no, so where's my cup? Where's my cup? They roll around in my car for like three weeks. All right, I'll come. I'll come and get. I'll come and get it. We hope that this podcast helped you to put Jesus in the perspective. If you have any questions about this podcast, a previous podcast, or about a relationship with Jesus, go to newhilloh.com/ask to submit your questions for a biblical response. All right, church, go and honor God in all that you do. Observe the things He's commanded. Provide to the needs of others and extend the offer that's been extended to you. Peace. Godspeed. Yeah.